You are now tuned in to the Mind Body Podcast, where you will go behind the scenes of how the mind of successful entrepreneurs, experts, and true leaders really works. Here you won't just listen, you will understand the guiding principles to create massive change in any area of your life. And of course, this podcast is hosted by the strong, lovely, with the sexy Jewish accent, Lidor Dayan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mind Body Podcast. I'm your host, Lidor Dayan. And in this episode, I had the honor to speak with Chris Cavallini. Chris' story is really amazing because we see a man here that really was far away from becoming or being called a success story. From being a drug dealer, walking in strip clubs and being arrested more than 17 times prior is 18 years of age, Chris is now the CEO of the best meal prep company in the US, Nutrition Solutions. Nutrition Solutions work with top performing athletes like WWE superstars and NFL players. Chris has made a big shift and change in his life and we can all learn from his story that our past, our failures, our mistakes does not define us as persons unless we choose to let it define us. So, without further ado, let's begin the interview. Welcome, Chris Cavallini, to the Mind Body Podcast. Uh, I'm really honored to have you on the show, man. It's going to be really awesome uh, because you have such a great and inspirational uh, story uh, from your early beginning to where you are today. So if you can please share with us a little bit about who you are and what you do, please. Yeah, first of all, thank you so much for having me on, man. I'm looking forward to uh, this conversation. But uh, basically, um, you know, my name is Chris Cavallini. I'm the CEO of a company called uh, Nutrition Solutions. We're a lifestyle and uh, meal preparation company. Um, we, you know, we're doing pretty good now. In the last uh, two years, uh, we've been fortunate enough to grow 300%, which is pretty good for a year seven company. We bring in uh, over eight figures uh, annually in revenue, and uh, the compelling part about that is not so much you know the, the the little bit of success our company has seen, but more so the fact that uh, you know I was actually arrested 17 times prior to my 18th birthday. Uh, I was a former drug dealer, you know, sold drugs for a lot of years uh, during my 20s, and uh, didn't really start you know getting my shit together. But, I actually don't really have my shit together now, but didn't start thinking about getting my shit together until I was 28. I'm 35 now. So um, I grew up in Boston. Uh, you know, my mother had me when she was 16. You know, she had some problems. Um, you know, she battled with addiction. My dad took off before I was even born. So I didn't have, um, you know, a traditional upbringing, didn't have a traditional support system. I didn't have that structure and, you know, uh, just family support, discipline and such. So kind of took me down a path where, uh, you know, developed some behavioral issues, temperamental issues. Um, you know, I used to be a, a pretty violent, you know, person as a kid, getting a lot of fights and such. And, uh, you know, kind of culminated in high school where I, uh, I, I always just kind of felt the need to act out. You know, I didn't grow up in privilege by any means. I mean, I, uh, I, I know what it feels like to have to, you know, uh, steal dirty clothes out of the lost and bound at school just so I had, you know, something new to wear. You know, um, I, I had to steal food before. So I know what that feels like. And I think a lot of the things that I did 
uh, in high school as far as, you know, acting out, which, you know, led me to, uh, you know, getting arrested 17 times before I turned 18. I think a lot of that was to just to overcompensate for some of the, you know, deep down uh, insecurities, just over a weak uh, person that I was at that time. Making a long story short, uh, my senior year in high school, the state of Massachusetts got sick of my shit, basically, and they gave me a uh, uh, an ultimatum saying that I could either join the military, leave Boston, you know, or serve months or serve seven months in jail. And uh, obviously, that was a pretty easy decision for me to make. And uh, I subsequently joined the military, spent the next uh, five years of my life. Um, in the Navy, I was fortunate enough to be in one of the most uh, elite communities in all the military. I was a Navy deep sea diver. And the cool part about that was not just the, the nature of the job, but the fact that I was around a lot of guys that, you know, were elite, were, you know, highly trained. Um, and that gave me the ability to, you know, learn and learn from them and, and grow up, uh, a lot faster than, you know, had I discontinued down the path that I was on. Um, you know, I had some guys that I worked with, worked for, I should say, a lot older than me that kind of, you know, took me under their wing and just began to instill discipline in me, began to show me, uh, you know, how to be a man, the, the, the proper way to act and conduct yourself. And just gave me uh, just uh, a lot of structure and, and uh, support, you know, that I, I really hadn't experienced uh, up until that point in my life. So I uh, spent five years, you know, in the Navy where, again, I, I was able to develop discipline. I had structure. I had, you know, just a set foundation, uh, made the decision to get out. And, um, you know, unfortunately, when that happened, I went from, you know, having this stru a structured life and schedule and such to, uh, to not having that anymore. And that was a drastic transition uh, for me. And I started kind of deviating back into some of my old ways. Nothing is, is profound. Just just started making some uh, poor lifestyle decisions. Um, you know, I was taking advantage of the, uh, the education benefits that the, uh, that the military offered. And to be honest, I didn't really care about getting an education. I cared about getting the money that you could get if, you know, you went to school. The military has phenomenal uh, educational benefits. And if you, like, take a couple classes, they give you, like, a couple thousand dollars a month. And I was taking these uh, community college classes online where I could basically just go take the test and, like, look the answers up as I was doing it. I was getting paid, which was great. And uh, I, during that time, you know, I was, I was always, like, you know, kind of a hustler. I uh, started working in a strip club. The reason I chose a strip club is because, you know, in order to get that money from the, uh, from, you know, the government for school, you couldn't actually be employed. So by working at the strip club, I was making money under the table and, uh, you know, there was no record of it. So I started working in a strip club. And, uh, again, that was just the wrong decision for somebody like me, somebody that had the kind of mentality that I possessed and, uh, you know, been groomed with just a bad environment for me. You know, I, uh, got to a point where I was like, drinking all the time, like at work, I was getting in fights with the customers. I just, I didn't like the environment at all. I didn't like the girls. I didn't like the, uh, the people that were, you know, uh, frequented those establishments and, uh, despised it so much that I subsequently quit to become a drug dealer. That's a true story. And, uh, basically exited, uh, the strip club and, you know, ended up uh, selling anabolic steroids for the next, you know, my sixth, seven years and uh that was 
you know, both the, the, the worst and best thing that's ever happened to me, you know, because I, uh, for a while I was living carefree on you know, my mind as a young kid, making cash, um, just doing whatever I want to do, going out, partying five, six nights a week, sleeping alone, getting up, going to the gym and just, you know, going out and partying again. Um, ultimately it got to a point where a lot of people that I knew, uh, other drug dealers started getting in trouble, started going to prison, um, you know, getting caught and such. And, uh, I started to really take a look at what I was doing and the path that I was on. And, uh, I, I realized I needed to make some changes. So decided to, uh, you know, commit my life to personal development, um, by literally, I mean, at that point, like I, I was a drug dealer, I had no skills, I had no education. I had, uh, you know, I, I had a military experience, but I didn't know like, you know, what, I didn't know what I wanted to do or what I could do. I knew uh, I was like 26, 27 years old, and uh, I just knew I had to make some changes. So I um, started basically reading books and watching YouTube videos conducive to like just being a better human being, conducive to personal development, uh, leadership, uh, you know, communication, positive thinking, you know, developing a firm, uh, you know, mindset. And, you know, at the time, I was a drug dealer, so I had an incredible amount of time on my hands, so I was able to read a lot of books. I was reading, like, one book a week and started to uh, learn different things, you know, uh, begin to take action by, you know, surrounding myself with people that I could learn from and going and volunteering at, uh, you know, homeless shelters, serving the homeless, just doing things that were consistent to, you know, becoming a good human being. I mean, I, I felt at that point... Um, you know, I, I wasn't a good person and, you know, to be quite honest at this point in my life, there's more things that I've done that I'm not proud of and things that I am. And, uh, I felt that by, you know, getting involved in the community, giving back, you know, helping other people selflessly when, uh, you know, when the opportunities presented itself, I felt that, that was a way that I could kind of bridge that gap and, uh, you know, overcompensate for some of the wrongs that I've done, uh, throughout my life and making a long story short, ultimately an opportunity, uh, presented itself to, uh, you know, get involved and start the company, uh, that, that, that I ultimately did. And, uh, you know, I, I basically, you know, grabbed that opportunity by the throat, haven't let go since, and, uh, been fortunate to, uh, you know, over the last seven years, grow the company, uh, you know, create what I believe is an amazing culture. I have a remarkable team that I'm super proud of. And, uh, it's a lot of good things, uh, you know, I've, I've have, have, have happened and continue to happen. And uh, I, I give all the credit to the, uh, the personal development and the, uh, the, the, the things that I've done, you know, the philanthropic, uh, you know, efforts that I've taken. And, you know, I've, I've realized we do good things, good things are going to happen. As, uh, as corny as that sounds, it's, uh, it's the God's honest truth. Yeah, man. Uh, wow, this is really amazing. And I think many people can take your story and relate it to, into theirs. But... Before we go into the business that you build, you said that you were in the Navy, right? And you were yes. there for five years. So what is yes, some sir. of the routines and habits? Because you said that, that uh, even after that, you still uh, did some stuff, right? Yeah. But uh, while you were there in the Army, what do you think is some of the routines or habits that actually help you and that you see that even today are still installed in you? Yeah, so the you know the great thing about the military is uh, you know, a couple of things they really focus on. You know, training every service member is you know attention to detail and the importance of discipline. So you have a lot of structure in the military. You know, they tell you where to be, when to be there, like what to wear, uh, how to stand, how to act. So 
uh, for somebody like me, you know, with the with the the, the childhood that I had, with the uh, you know ish, the problems that I had, uh, you know, growing up, it was exactly what I needed to kind of help get myself on track. Um, attention to detail is something that I would say is the most significant item, action item that the military trained me on instilled in me that I've carried over into, uh, you know, my life present day and incorporate my business. I mean, I would say that, you know, the level of attention to detail that I you know, implement now uh, far exceeds uh, that when I was in the military. You know, it was, it was uh, after I got out, I kind of, as I said, lost my way a little bit and uh, ultimately um, re got on the, uh, the, the right path. And it was, you know, then where I started making the connections uh, between like, okay, well, what do I, what, how do I, how do I get good? How do I create a life that I can be proud of? How do I like, how do I create a business? I mean, I, I don't have, like I said, I don't have a, a, any business experience prior to this other than selling drugs, which obviously is not legitimate. Um, you know, I, I certainly didn't have an education. Um, one of the things that, you know, to quickly dawned on me, it's like, well, well what do I already know? It's like, I, I know I've been trained on attention to detail. I've been trained on the importance of discipline. And by basically focusing on those things, focusing on areas that I could uh, apply those things in, uh, it's it, it's helped me get to where I am today. And it's going to continue to help me, uh, you know, move forward and progress. I mean, discipline, in my opinion, is the, the key to basically success in anything. Yeah, and many people don't understand the word discipline. Because discipline is not just about uh, doing stuff that you don't want to do. It's about learning to say no to certain stuff as well, right? Because sometimes you have uh, certain stuff in family and the people want you to be here or here. So you need to learn how to say no and it's very, very important. So discipline is a broad thing about certain stuff, how to say no, uh, to really put yourself in position that when you feel really like shit and you had a bad day, but still, you need to do the stuff that you don't really want to do, like going to the yeah. gym or uh, putting that extra hour and uh, working on your laptop. So this is the stuff that uh, the people that are willing to do actually make that little steps that eventually after five, ten years, people look at them and say like, wow, how did he become so successful? <laughs> yeah, I, I, 100%. I mean, the, I think, you know, there, there's a lot of things that I think distinguish, uh, you know, winners and losers, right? At the end of the day, I don't think it can be contested. In the world, there's winners and there's losers, and, and there's a game being played out there. I think the, the, the one thing that separates the people that are winning from the people who aren't is the fact that, you know, the people who are winning understand the importance of discipline. They understand the importance of doing the fucking work even and especially on those days when you don't fucking feel like it. And, and you can comfortably rest assured and just embrace and accept the fact that when it's all said and done, and you're looking back on your life, you know, you're, you're, you're on your deathbed reflecting on the years that you've spent on earth, there will be a disproportionate higher number of days that you didn't feel like doing the shit that you need to do to move the needle of your life forward than days that you do. The fact is, you just got to do it anyway. Don't worry about how you feel. Too many people get caught up in their feelings and like, oh, I don't feel like doing it or that's going to be uncomfortable. It's like, dude, like procrastination, I believe, is the number one killer of all success. 
It's like, you got to go anyway. It doesn't matter how you're feeling. Just fucking go. Yes. And I also believe that what helped you and many people is about being in structure, right? Once you set yourself in a structure and you are doing something that's not just about you. Because I think from your story, most of your years, you were like doing this, this, because you were not doing something that served something more than just about you. Once you started to do something about others, you you created a culture, you help uh, some of your employees are... Uh, uh, even have uh, bad stories in the past as well. So you you became their leader. So when you frame yourself and you put yourself in a situation that okay now I am a leader and I'm a part of something, you hold yourself automatically, even subconsciously, to higher standards. Agreed, and I think at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. You know, if you want to change your life, you have to raise your standards. Um, standards, they, I mean, everything in your life right now personally, professionally, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, every single area of your life right now is a direct reflection of your standards. And, uh, you know, ultimately, change is hard. We know that, right? We know that change is hard, evidenced by the fact that so many people, you know, are, are, are so afraid of it. At the end of the day, I mean, if you, if you, if you need, like, the, the 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 fire under your ass. If you're looking for like that that fuel, like to to make it happen and take that action that you know you want to take, you need to take, but for some reason you just haven't like stepped up and made it happen yet. I, I would uh, give you the advice. I mean, what worked for me, you know, when I was at the you know uh, point where I knew I needed to get away from what I was doing, get away from selling drugs. I knew I needed to make some changes. I just had no fucking idea, like what to do or how to do it. The thing that really, you know, uh, lit a fire under my ass and got me moving was the thought of what my life would look like if I didn't start making these changes. And, you know, if I don't think, I don't think enough people do that. Perspective is a very powerful uh, tool. And, you know, the reality of it is, I mean, the people that are listening to this, it's like, I think uh, the fact that they, they even tune in to, to, to hear this podcast and to, you know, invest in their personal development, that tells me immediately that they're interested in getting better. Mm -hmm. And if you just don't know exactly what to do or you're just, you know, waiting for like that, 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 that push or, you know, that, that sign, just the perfect time. I mean, understand that's never going to come. Like you, you, you need to, you need to create that for yourself. And a very simple way that you can do that is just by looking like, you know, picture your life five years from now, 10, three years from now, a year from now. If you don't start making changes today, what is your life going to look like? And it could look the exact same way it does now. And uh, that in itself should be a scary thing. Yeah. And what do you think? Because when you started to change, I believe uh, you, once you do something enough time, your body is uh, going to automatic pilot and it starts reacting. You do certain stuff every single day. So once you start to uh, try to apply new habits and new behavior, mm. you feel in your body that sense of urge, like, oh, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to react to somebody, right? For, mm. So it was really hard for you in the beginning. So what do you think got you to really stay on track and uh, keep, keep, keep going until you're not thinking about those new habits that you want and it's in your life right now? Yeah, so... You know, both philosophy and psychology tell us that if we're taking action towards 
a higher purpose of some kind. We'll, we'll refer, we'll, a uh, higher purpose and a goal will be synonymous at, uh, in, in this context. We set goals, we set these high goals, we set a goal to do something, whatever. The way that we actually feel good is not when we necessarily accomplish the goal, it's the progress we make on the journey. You know, you hear people say the, uh, the process and all, that's what they're talking about because the key to happiness in life is progress. Okay, so if we're taking action towards a goal, we're starting to see like a little bit of progress, our brains are actually gonna release chemicals that you know make us feel good, they make us feel proud, they make us feel fulfilled. So the more we do that, the more we get that you know condition to, to understand that, okay, well, if I take this next step, if I push myself through this, if I get through this hard thing, on the other end of it is this, this amazing feeling of fulfillment. So, you know, once you start, like you start to, you know, you start to feel good. You start to see that, you know, you're making progress, you're moving forward. And although you may not be where you want to be, you're moving forward. And at the end of the day, like I said, the key to happiness in life is progress. I think that's something that people need to, uh, need to, you know, need to write that shit down, write that down, write it down a hundred times. So you don't forget the key to happiness in life is not like an exotic car, the perfect house, the perfect guy or girl, or a certain dollar amount in your fucking bank account. Mm -hmm. The key to happiness in life is progress. And I believe making progress is very fucking simple, provided we just take the action. Yes, yes. So what do you do? Because, you know, the more progress you make in your life, then the more you get into situation that you're sure. not really comfortable. Because your level of control getting bigger and bigger because you have employees, you have this in the business, such a lot of stuff. So sometimes it gets you overwhelmed, right? So overwhelmed or uh, you feel uh, like, okay, for example, you're in uh, the nutrition. So somebody give you uh, a meal because I saw that uh, some of the meals got to go through you. You need to first uh, taste it until you say, okay, this is good and bring it to the client. Yeah. So, for example, uh, somebody give you a, a meal and it tastes like shit and you really don't like it. So you get pissed off. How do you manage your emotions in those points? Yeah, I mean, you know, I wouldn't say I get pissed off. I, I, I'd say I, I'm more disappointed than anything. I mean, I, I uh, have very high expectations and, and, and incredibly high standards uh, as it pertains to my company, as it pertains to my team. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it's one of those things like I am willing to, to have those uncomfortable conversations and communicate to people exactly what they need to hear, not necessarily what they want to fucking hear. And, uh, I have a responsibility as the leader of this company to do the things that need to be done to help the people become better. And that can be done in a number of ways. One of the most uh, significant effective ways is when they're fucking up, to go up to them, pull them aside and directly tell them, hey, this isn't up to par. You're better than this, okay? This isn't good, right? You know, this sucks, like straight up, depending on who I'm talking to. If I know they can take it, like, look, what's going on? Is something going on? Is there anything going on at home? Like, what, what, what is the issue here? You know, it's, it's all about having high standards. And, you know, as a leader, it's your job to, to enforce the standards uh, and, you know, push people to, uh, you know, raise their standards. And you don't have to be a CEO or a business owner to be a leader. I mean, we're all leaders of something. And 
you know, the, the, the reality of it is we can lead the people around us, whether it's our friends, family, coworkers, or just strangers that we may interact with in the street. We can lead them by living our life in a, in, in a, in a, admirable way i think more people need to focus on on that and focus on you know doing like the little things that can start to cultivate habits to where they're able to you know move forward and, and grow into you know the bigger things it starts with simple things like keeping your house clean and in perfect order like don't leave rolls of uh, paper towels or toilet paper unreplaced take pride in the details like keep your car clean keep you know, your workspace clean and organized. Keep the person's workspace next to you clean and organized. I mean, little things like that, it's it's it's, it's incredible just how those type of uh, actions and taking pride, taking, uh, you know, putting energy into those, it is amazing how that transcends into other areas, you know, of life. But the reality of it is, you're never gonna be able to crush it and dominate with like the big things if, you can't even like, you know, replace a roll of fucking toilet paper or, you know, make your bed, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it starts with things like that. It starts with, you know, going to the gym and working out hard, pushing yourself really, really hard, you know, walking out of a workout, like just, you know, drenched in fucking sweat, not looking like, you know, when you're walking out of the gym, looking like you're ready to go to the prom, you know, it starts with eating good, like eat good. Like that's a very simple way to develop uh, self-discipline. It's also a simple way to feel fucking amazing to as you can perform at a higher level uh, with everything that, you know, that's in your world. That's something that's, uh, you know, it, it, it's not actually, in my opinion, I mean, the, the facts are the facts, the statistics don't lie. That is a, uh, uh, a thing that a lot of people are lacking in. I mean, you know, look around in this country, in the United States, three quarters of the adult population is categorized overweight or obese. For the first time in the history of our species, the average human's life expectancy is actually going down. I mean, this isn't happening, like, you know, by accident. It's like, oh, well, we can't figure out why it's happening. No, we know exactly why it's happening. People are just putting shit in their bodies, into their mouth every single day that's, you know, making them, like, feel like shit, making them look like shit, and ultimately, you know, uh, causing them to perform like shit. They don't realize the damage that they're causing themselves because they've essentially become used to operating like that. And then they look around them and the people around them are, uh, are, 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 are you know, in a, in a similar boat. But again, it doesn't matter what everybody else is doing, right? It, your standards are your standards. And, you know, as we said earlier, you want to change your life, you have to raise your standards. Yes, yes, it's very true. And uh, I see, like, uh, on your business, that uh, it's really amazing the progress that you have made, and you've been uh, able to work with some uh, elite athletes like NFL, uh, WWE superstars. So um, it's really it shows us all, including me, that you don't really need to have that educational system, all those shit stuff that uh, most people or in society try to give us that, ah, oh, you're not enough unless you have this degree or this degree. But you were really resourceful. And you were willing to do whatever it takes. You took an amazing well, amount of action. Let, let, let's touch on that. I mean, you know, you're talking about like what, what society deems the path uh, is to, to, to live a, a quote unquote successful life. And, you know, they we grow up in, in elementary school and they, you know, teach us how to be workers, right? Like, what are you going to do when you grow up? Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It's, you know, like a, it's an average life. I mean, it, our, our system in, in, in this country, 
uh, and it, it sets us up for a life of mediocrity. You know, um, I think around the high school, the beginning of high school, they start planning it in your mind that, you know, you got to go to college because that's what people that get ahead in life, you know, do it. And honestly, in, in, in my opinion, and again, this is not a very popular thing to say, but college is a waste of fucking time, man. I mean, it's a waste of fucking time because, oh, you know, 10 years ago, there were a, a, a much higher percentage of companies that required you to have a bachelor's degree to get a job with them, regardless if it crossed over to the actual degree or not. But, you know, decent paying jobs required you to have a bachelor's degree. Now, like, the, the world has changed. Like, things are fucking different now. You don't need a fucking college degree. You, you, you need to get out there and educate yourself on, like, the real shit. I mean, the stuff that they teach you in school, they're just te they're teaching you how to, like, learn, memorize stuff that's not, I mean, 80% of it's not really applicable to uh, real life. I mean, you can save yourself a shitload of debt and a shitload of time. You know, I think it's taking the average, uh, you know, bachelor's degree student out of five years to finish school. If you literally invest probably 30 to 40% of the time that you would in college, invest that time instead like reading books written by the most successful people like that have ever walked the fucking earth that have been generous enough to take the time to compartmentalize their life story, their strategies, the action steps that they've taken to go from, you know, nothing to, to, to you know, build uh, an amazing life that, you know, most people can only fucking dream of. I mean, that's the that's what you need to do. I mean, going to college is just it's what your parents tell you you need to do. It's because when they were growing up, that's what their fucking parents told them they needed to do. But the world has fucking changed, man. All the shit that you need to learn to dominate in this world is not, is absolutely not uh, learned in university. I mean, unless you're going to be a lawyer or a doctor, um, which is, you know, that's a very small percentage. I mean, you know, you listen to podcasts like this, you read books out there, uh, you know, consistent to, like I said, personal development, leadership, mindset, perspective. And honestly, like all of life's questions will become painstakingly clear to you. I, I can't really, uh, I can't really convey and, and articulate in words how important the, the, the reading is, the listening, the, the, uh, the, the podcast and such. But at the, end, at the end, all of it will only make sense once you take action on it. Because exactly. I can hear all the time podcasts and yep. read books. But unless you're in those uh, state of mind that you're actually exactly. doing stuff, because for you, now you hear a podcast, you're like, ah, yeah, that's related to what happened yesterday. Yep. So when you're doing stuff, then it makes sense. But when you're yep. doing nothing but reading, then you will stay the same. It, se it seems far-fetched. It seems far-fetched, and I completely understand that. That's what I'm saying. It's like people, I get 100 messages a day on Instagram, and I get... A common theme that you know I'm seeing it's like people are asking me, you know, they're in this situation, you know, what what should they do? And it's like, look, I can literally tell you exactly what I think you should do, like what I would do if I was in that situation. But the reality of it is, if you don't understand why I would tell you to do that, it's not going to be effective. You have to get to a a, a, a point in your life where you educated yourself and you've trained your mind and conditioned your mindset, adjust your perspective towards you, you know what to do. Like, and even if you don't know what to do, you know that there's action that you can take to figure that shit out. Nobody knows what to 
fucking do, man. Like, you don't know what to do. You just get to a point that you've educated yourself. You've taken action enough times towards you know that, like, you know, you might take action and it might not be, it might not work out, but guess what? At least now you can check that off the list and move on to the next thing and move yourself closer to the uh, the thing that will work. Yes. And that's a that's a mindset shift, brother. And, and that's that's the thing that you can't really teach. It's 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 something that is learned. It's something that people have to experience for themselves, and it happens uh, via repetition, just you know, yeah. taking action. Yeah, and you own yourself too. Like once you yourself own yourself by all the the action that you take. You're like, okay, I know who I am, who, who am I because I did all of those stuff. Your brain knows because you know what you did, those extra stuff that most people are not willing to do. So you became very confident about yourself. And exactly. I think most of the stuff that you, you say today that like, ah, oh, that was bad that I did, all of those things made you so fucking strong because you have, you have built that uh, fear muscle that's like, okay, I've been through so many shit in my life that right now, like, you bring me the worst case scenario, I will know how to handle this. Agreed, man. You know, I, I've had uh, a lot of interesting things happen to me uh, during the 35 years I've been on this planet. And some things, you know, while I was going through it, I was like, you know, why is this happening? My life is over. I mean, you know, I've, I've been through periods in my life where I was suicidal and literally like planning out taking my own life. And I was at a very, very, very low point. And honestly, like looking back, like that, that hardship, that experience, that trial, that, that, that adversity, I mean, literally like during the, the time it was happening, although it, it was horrible, and, you know, I don't wish that upon anybody looking back on it. I mean, I'm a better human being because of it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So, are you really happy right now? Uh, you know, that's an interesting question. I would say that I'm I'm getting closer to whereas I would be able to answer that with uh, no hesitation. I will say that I'm very grateful. I'm, I, I have so much to be grateful for. I mean, the, the the progress that you know my company has made is remarkable. And the thing that I'm most grateful for is not the fact that our company is growing and you know we're making more money. It's the root of why that's happened, and that's the people that are involved, the team, the the people that have been with me a while. Some people haven't been with me uh, that long, but they've they, they've come in, they've taken ownership within our organization, and they've just grown and evolved in such a short period of time. That's the thing that I'm most proud of. The thing that makes me feel most fulfilled and uh, experience those feelings of gratitude is being able to, uh, you know, not just like get a little taste of success, you know, what other people perceive to uh, be success, but to have the opportunity and ability to bring people up with me. I mean, that's what it's all about for me. So uh, although I have a lot to be grateful for and, you know, uh, no doubt like on paper, my life is pretty good. I still have a shitload of work to do. So are you married? No, I'm not. I'm not. It, so it's, like I said, I'm 35, started the business uh, when I was 28. And dude, like I had a lot of time to make up for it. You know, I was a drug dealer for like all those years. And I didn't really get started with this till I was 28. So, you know, the first fucking five, six, six, I mean, literally the first five years was every second of every day, every ounce of energy uh, I had was invested, you know, in the business. I was working, you know, 18 to 20 hours a day, like during some periods. And it's like, I look back at that. It's like, what the fuck was I doing in that time? Because like, if I was a dissect the time, there's no way you could work 18, 20 hours a day and be productive. But I was like getting started and then finishing. It's, 
you know, one of the things that I think people need to really focus on, and I, I would love for somebody to hear this and understand somebody that's running around saying, I'm working all these hours, I'm working, blah, 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 I'm grinding this, that. It's like, dude, like, nobody gives a shit about that. Okay. What, what's up? What results do you have to show for it? Okay. What progress have you made? Like, what value have you contributed? Nobody gives a fuck. I'm not impressed when people tell me how many hours they work. And people like run around throwing that out there like it's a fucking badge of honor. It's a joke, man. You, like, you, you gotta learn to be efficient and effective. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of new research that's being put out that's showing that, like, mental energy, uh, mental labor, you know, like strategic planning, uh, you know, uh, writing, you know, emails, uh, creating content, you know, having meetings, you know, with your people, like leading a team. They're saying that that is actually more taxing and exhausting on the body and on the mind than actual physical labor. And I believe it because I've, I've, I've done both. So, you know, you don't want to worry about working so many hours. Figure out ways that you can be more effective in the time that, you know, you are working so you're able to enjoy your life, man. I mean, if you were to ask me that question, uh, are you happy, like, I mean, any time other than in the last eight or nine months, I would have no hesitation said, no, I'm not. <laughs> because the business and, and this process, I mean, it sucked the life out of me for for a very long time because I was I was weak. I wasn't a good leader. I didn't I I, I didn't know uh, the, the the things that I do now. I mean, you learn, you grow, you get better, you get stronger, and you have the same fucking problems at a higher level. And it just gets to the point where you realize it's normal, and uh, you know you become confident and skilled enough to uh, just handle it better. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it's a very like. We need to have an observation of where we live inside because no matter how much you achieve, most of us try to achieve more. We are high achievers. We want to do more. We want to leave a legacy. But the yeah. more we focus on the achievement side, we tend to forget uh, where we live inside, our emotional habits, like frustration, yeah. uh, uh, like feeling uh, lonely sometimes. So the more yeah. we are aware of those emotions, we can actually make a change there as well because you can sure. be 50 and very successful but still have the same emotion. So this is why well, I hope... You can be successful as so hell and be a miserable fuck. I mean, I know several people that are like that. I think it is important to point out though, you know, if you are starting a business or if you're someone who's like taking ownership in somebody else's business and you're like trying to grow and, and uh, you know, move up and, and uh, essentially like you know, you, you've taken responsibility and, and, and treat that business as it's your own, which is how you win as a uh, as an employee, right? You have you have to understand there is going to be sacrifice. There is going to be years that you know you feel lonely, that you feel depressed, that you question whether it's worth it, that you feel miserable. That's fucking super normal, man. Nobody starts up and is like super fucking pumped up all the time, super positive. Because the shit's fucking hard. I mean, if it was, if it was, you know, like how I just mentioned, like just always like chipper and, and positive and great, bro, everybody would be fucking millionaires. Everybody would be fucking killing it. But it's fucking hard, man. And you, you have to be prepared to pay some dues and make some sacrifices and live, uh, you know, live some years like you know, not feeling amazing. Like it gets to a point where, you know, you you build and create a life for yourself where. You can do all the shit that, you know, most people only see on social media when they're like, you know, 
gawking at other people's uh, you know feeds and saying, "Oh, I wish I could do that," or "Must be nice." All that other mm-hmm. poor shit that people uh, you know try to say to you know make themselves feel better when other people are winning and they're not. Yeah. The last question I have for you, because I know your time is very yeah. valuable, is uh, what is the legacy you would like to leave uh, long after you won't be here? Honestly, my man, um, I'm very happy you asked that question. That's something I think about all the time, and it's one of the, uh, I would say, one of my most significant driving factors. When my time on this earth is up, I would love nothing more than for there to be Just masses of people who can confidently say that their life was made better because I was a part of it. However, whatever regard, whether it's personal, professional, you know, I want to be someone who uh, essentially is a catalyst for positive, lasting change. And I think with my circumstances, it's like I've proven in that, like, like literally, like if I can do it, Like, literally anybody fucking can. Like, I honestly mean that. You know, you're like, oh, if he can do it, you can do it. No, like, literally, if I can do it, like, going from being the, the, the person that I was, which, I mean, dude, I was a piece of shit for a long time, man. I, I, I just was. I, I, did, I had a very negative mindset. I used to be the one making excuses as far as why I couldn't get ahead. Oh, well, you know, because of my childhood, because I was arrested 5,000 times, because my mother this, because, like, I used to say those things as a reason to why I would never be able to do something that I was proud of, the reason that I would never be able to create, like, a life that, you know, uh, was meaningful and significant. Dude, it wasn't until I changed that narrative, changed my perspective, and uh, started, you know, taking responsibility over everything in my life, everything in my world, You know, obviously some things happened to me, uh, you know, when I was a kid growing up, I, I was subjected to abuse in literally every aspect of that term. And, you know, that's horrible. There's nothing I could have done uh, essentially to prevent that during that time. But it is my responsibility, you know, now as an adult to, 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 to choose the way that I react or respond to what's happened in my past. So, you know, I think uh, too many people get caught up saying things like, you know, I didn't have rich mom and dad. I didn't have this education. I don't have these resources. I don't have a mentor. I don't have this. I don't have that. I was abused. I wasn't hugged enough. And look, all those things might be true. I mean, listen, listen, they're, they're excuses that we, that we make to try to justify to ourselves, uh, our current situation. What I'm, what I'm telling you and, and everybody listening to this today is, You can use those situations, those same exact scenarios, instead of using, using it as an excuse, use that as your why, you know, because I didn't have a, a good family, because I didn't have an education, because, you know, I wasn't hugged enough, because I was abused. I now take on the responsibility of doing the things that I need to do to create a better life for myself because I have a lot of people that I have to prove wrong. I have a lot of people that I have to show that it's possible. People that have been through worse than me, people that are on the same path. I choose to step up and be an example and uh, uh, an inspiration to these people to show them that, you know what, if I can fucking do it, then you can as well. And I think that's a much better narrative than, uh, than the one that, you know, people often default to. So looking back at your life and where you are today, 35 years old, 
Do Pretty you love yourself and accept yourself? Absolutely. I think that was one of the biggest things that allowed me to uh, break free of my past uh, situations and the things that uh, happened. I, I think that was a very, very uh, important catalyst to uh, me healing and getting over some of those things. You know, I, 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 li I lived with a lot of resentment for a lot of fucking years. And it wasn't until I realized that, you know what, like, this stuff wasn't my fault and it doesn't define me. What defines me is the actions that I take now and the life that I build for myself. And the beauty of it is nobody is stopping me, preventing me, or standing in my fucking way to create the life that I want to create for myself. And when I, when I started to really understand that and uh, embrace that, I mean, it was a very, very empowering feeling. And, uh, you know, I think uh, that's, a, that's a good, you know, takeaway for the, for, for, for the audience is, you know, the life that you want. Nobody's stopping you from uh, from doing the things that you need to do to create it. And although you may not be, you know, super happy or, or fulfilled or content with where you're at currently, where you're at currently isn't necessarily where you're going to be in three months, six months, twelve months. Mm -hmm. It's up you. It's up to you to do the fucking work, stay on the path of discipline, and you know when things get hard, just keep in mind. That's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. And also uh, let him go, just like you did. You let go on the past, and once you let go of all the resentment, everything, it's like a package that's go away and you feel free to do stuff you want to do. To me, it is uh, extremely irresponsible for people to let their past circumstances, the, the failed relationship, the, you know, the job they fucked up at, right? Like the, for this guy that fucked them over, whatever, like, you know, it, it, it's, it's crazy to me that people allow their past to basically destroy their present and their fucking future. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's, that's just not a winning strategy. We got one life here, right? We got one fucking life and it's our responsibility to make it great. Yes. So where can people find you, man? Yeah, so uh, you can find me on Instagram at Chris Cavallini, C-H-R-I-S-C-A-V-A-L-L-I-N-I. -I -I. Uh, Facebook, Christopher Cavallini. Um, I throw up uh, what I believe to be pretty good content on both. So uh, you guys hit me up on there. If you uh, listen to this episode, I would love your feedback. Uh, you can shoot me a DM. Um, I do. I, I do a pretty good job of, uh, you know, interacting with, uh, you know, my followers on there. So I'd love to know what we thought about this, what we could do better. And, uh, you know, we'll definitely uh, make those adjustments next time, if applicable. The company uh, on Instagram, at Nutrition Solutions, nutritionsolutions.com is the website. You're someone who, uh, you know, trying to look better naked or just step your game up uh, with your fitness. Um, you know, our uh, company helps make that easier. Check us out uh, on Instagram or the uh, site, nutritionsolutions.com. Awesome, and uh, I want to thank you again uh, for uh, taking the time being on the show. Uh, you you had uh, an amazing uh, time with you. It, it was really amazing, man, and I really want to wish you all the best. You're doing amazing stuff in, around the world. Uh, you have an amazing shape. I saw you. Like, wow, man. So really keep, you, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you're awesome, man. Really, you, you're doing amazing stuff, man. Well, hey, thank you for this opportunity, man. I enjoyed the conversation. It was great talking to you, and uh, hopefully we can do this again soon. If you enjoyed this interview or any other one from the Mind Body Podcast, feel free to 
subscribe to my podcast at iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and at my YouTube channel. Also, feel free to share this podcast on Instagram by tagging the Mind Body Podcast. Do you want to be a part of the Mind Body Podcast? So remember the fast factor. The fast factor stands for one Facebook. Become a part of the Mind Body Podcast community by joining our Facebook community just by searching on Facebook the Mind Body Podcast community. Number two, act. Don't just be a passive listener. Act upon what you've just learned by applying one simple thing from any episode or interview. Three, subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or if you're visual like me, then just search the Mind Body Podcast on YouTube. And number four, train others. Because just like I always says, leaders create leaders and you're all here to grow together. And by training others, you're training yourself. So this is the fast factor. Remember it. Facebook, act, subscribe and train others. Oh, and please feel free to leave a review which will engage all your VAC senses. And the VAC senses stands for visual, auditory and kinesthetic. Which, when you use all the three combined, you remember stuff much better. For more information about my coaching, public speaking, and taking your mind and body to all new levels, check my site at lidodayan.com. Till then, never, ever forget to smile. See you soon.